the Department of Justice 90-page report released this week. Senator Dave Craig from the town of Vernon joins us. And, Dave, I know that you were on with Jay yesterday, and uh, you're the hardest-working senator in radio today. In fact, I had no idea that that, uh, uh, Jay was going to have you on yesterday. I'd already planned to have you on for a couple of reasons, but I did want to get you in to talk a little bit about this. You were uh, very instrumental in moving some reforms on John Doe through. You've been an outspoken critic of the law and certainly of the Government Accountability Board. I wanted to talk to you this morning, and welcome to the show, by the way. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I wanted to talk to you about something that I, uh, I think may get a little more traction now. Who knows, but may get a little more traction now. You had proposed a while back that the state legislature create a bicameral committee that would investigate the John Doe investigators and would have subpoena power, a rarity in the legislature, to uh, compel these folks to go on the record and finally tell Wisconsin just how bad it got. Where do you think that proposal is today following the news of the DOJ report this week? Yeah, and I was planning on, on releasing that legislation, um, and now this report comes out and <clears throat> really um, it puts the earth uh, off its access. Um, so we're, we're looking at other avenues also. I, I think at the end of the day, no matter what, you have to have at least um, a piece of legislation that does create that committee, that does compel testimony, that does force bureaucrats, current and former, to appear before a legislative committee, swear, um, swear an oath, uh, to tell the truth or assert their Fifth Amendment right. Um, so that's step one. I think the, the questions that are unanswered at this point are in light of that report and in light of the fact, Matt, that that does not speak to the rest of the John Doe investigation, that that report is only really pertinent to matters pertaining to the leak. There's a lot of other stuff out there about the John Doe investigation that we still don't know about, which I think you alluded to. Uh, but we have to examine what other courses of action the legislature should take. So at, at minimum, it's a committee with subpoena authority, um, which hasn't been exercised by the legislature in my lifetime. I'm 38 years old, and we haven't had one since, uh, since I think, the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's time for the legislature to dust off that authority and get to the bottom of this, uh, because it's clear that um, the, the judicial system um, does not have all the tools um, to take care of this in, in, from a matter of fact-finding that it's time for the legislature to also intervene. What are you hearing from your colleagues on this? Because I know there seem to be some reluctance or an unwillingness to go there. Geez, this John Doe thing has just been so draining and tiring. It's complex and it's complicated, and nobody really understands it. You know, I heard that from a news guy yesterday. That's the sad part about all of this, uh, Senator. But uh, if this is a time to find out precisely what happened on the taxpayer dime in the name of politics. I don't know when that time will be. This is one of the darkest chapters in state history. What are you hearing from your colleagues about this committee and uh, its purpose? Yeah, I haven't met with a, with a number of them. Um, I think we'll have some more meetings next week um, just to talk about general caucus issues. Um, I'm sure this is going to come up. Um, but you know, the, the general sentiment, I think, in the state capitol and the areas surrounding has been shock uh, at, at the breadth. Shock that some individuals were notified that their that their emails um, were tapped. 
uh, shock that some were not notified that their emails were tapped. Um, it's, it, it is, it is incredible the breadth. Um, but you know, some of the language in the attorney general's report, you know, shows that there is more there, that some of these lists of individuals are just samples of the list. They aren't, it's not a complete detail of the types of information that were, that were, um, um subpoenaed, that it's not a complete list of the individuals who were tapped for information. Um, and then adding to that to the, the fact that you have the startling revelation that, you know, people's uh, conversations between parents and, you know, what, what physician their daughter should see. And you've got, you know, my friend Leah Vukmir, uh, who's just been an ardent supporter of, of reform of the GEB and of the John Doe, whose uh, conversations with her daughter were now um, not properly dealt with and were, were illegally searched. Mm-hmm. by government officials. I mean, it verifies for us what we've said for many years, which we've made the case to our colleagues. This is a government conspiracy, an organized, orchestrated conspiracy, multiple layers of government. You still have Lois Lerner involved in the federal government. You still and the FBI. And, and by the way, the FBI, I don't think people understand this fully. The FBI, under Robert Mueller was involved in this John Doe investigation. FBI agents of the Mueller era were involved in raids and in interviews. We still don't know why that happened. There are a lot of folks, Senator, who look at this report and say, thank God we got this information. We wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. But there are some folks who are very angry saying, these people committed crimes, very serious crimes against taxpayers and against the citizenry, of this state. They broke basic constitutional trust, and yet nobody is being charged. I want your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think the what the Attorney General's report says speaks for itself, you know, for, you know, the lack of of connecting evidence to, to prove, like you said, which one of the um, individuals involved committed some of these crimes. Uh, I, I, I think that there's, there are, um, there are other issues that need to be resolved, like I said, that the legislature needs to look into to explore um, in parts of the other process that maybe help connect some of the dots. Um, I, I don't think that this is the, the last word, so I, I don't want people to be frustrated. Um, but like I said, when you have uh, Kevin Kennedy talking to Lois Lerner, not specifically in documents about the John Doe, but clearly um, there's some level of suspicion as to why mm-hmm. those two would be working together, um, and then, you know, Kennedy also talking to other election officials in other parts of, in other parts of the country, um, with, you know, with a lot of language that seems like it could be hostile to, to conservatives. This is something that we need to take very, very seriously. Um, and, and, you know, I just want your listeners to know that the legislature is not done with this, at least from a number of our perspectives. Uh, we need to have people, you know, contact the legislators know, and let them know that this should not be the end, that they want to see further reforms, that they want to see more accountability, because at the end of the day, we have to convince our, our fellow legislators to enact reforms that, that help gain that level of accountability. Isn't it absurd and obscene that the agency that has accountability in its name had agents that kept boxes of secretly taken emails and communications, private emails marked political opposition and senate opposition research just just amazing i want to let our listeners know this too 
And I'm curious uh, what what you may know or may, uh, maybe you don't know anything about this, but the Ethics Commission, which was the replacement of the Government Accountability Board, and it seems here in this report it's kind of meet the uh, new boss, same as the old boss, but uh, the Ethics Commission will convene in open session this morning, I believe at 11 a.m., only to move into closed session and then adjourn. There will be no open session agenda items or public comment. Have you heard about this? Do you know what, what this may... It, it would seem that this would be related to the uh, Attorney General's report. Uh, I haven't heard any details about that. I would imagine the same thing. Um, I haven't been made known of the uh, the non-public agenda uh, portion of your comments. So, no, I couldn't, I couldn't confirm what that's about, but I would suspect in light of this that they have some conversations to be had, certainly. I, I would think so. MacGyver News Service will be there. One quick question for you. I know you got to go, but speaking of law enforcement abuses, you have uh, authored a bill uh, on civil asset forfeiture. It has moved through the legislative process. Where does that stand right now? Civil asset forfeiture, of course, is the seizing of property, and the problem is some of the abuses that we've heard about law enforcement agencies just taking property property uh, from people who uh, have never been convicted of a crime, never are convicted of a crime or arrested, but uh, they think that the property is part of uh, the commission of a crime. Where does your bill stand right now, sir? Yeah, it's it's only seen action in the Senate, so the Senate's going to be the driving force on this. It's only a schedule uh, to be scheduled for the Senate floor. So... Um, we're almost there in the Senate. Um, I think we need to convince some of our colleagues that, you know, yes, there is opposition from the from the leadership of the law enforcement community. Um, I think that we all need to realize that if we are going to abide by the words of our Constitution, that practice has to change here in the state of Wisconsin, because I've got correspondents from all over the state, um, you know, reaming me out for my legislation, which will restrict how um, for forfeiture funds are utilized, and all our bill is doing is reflecting what's currently the constitutional standard. Right. It tells me that leadership in law enforcement is not utilizing those dollars within the spirit of the law, and that's a concern and should be a concern to my colleagues, and a concern you know, to any constitutional uh, uh, officer in the state of Wisconsin. And, and we need to make sure that law enforcement is abiding by the supreme law of our land. That should mm -hmm. not be a, a heavy legislative lift. That's common sense. And you put that in the backdrop of, of, you know, not taking people's property away from them unless they've been adjudicated, you know, via their Fifth Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. uh, I think these are common sense, um, you know, um, proposals that, that we've put forward and they're bipartisan, you know, for Pete's sake. I mean, this is, this is something where you've united the, the, the political right and the political left to get this done. And for whatever reason, we have some level of objection from some, from some, you know, um, officials of leadership position in some of the law enforcement communities, and that's that's unfortunate. Well, this is just basic constitutional stuff. If you're a conservative, you stand by the Constitution. Uh, there definitely needs to be an examination of how civil asset forfeiture doesn't always comport with the Constitution. Thanks so much for your time. I know you're very busy. You're a busy guy joining us two days in a row, but I really think it's important, your your proposal. I, I hope you will come back and keep us up to date on the bicameral, the proposal for the bicameral committee to look further into this John Doe. We'll make sure to do that. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Take care. God bless.